Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Millsy, Judgy and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show. We will discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast and you can find more about us on our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app and make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is Across the Park PC, Instagram is Across the Park PC and Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to Across the Park Podcast, episode 20 of the 2019-20 season and it's just myself, Judgy, tonight representing the Blues and we've got Gary and Teddy representing the Reds. We've got a packed schedule because there's obviously quite a few games coming up this week, some mean more than others, which, we, which we'll get to and we, we obviously covered quite a bit last week um, and obviously we'll review the games from, from the weekend just gone and we've got quite a few questions from, the, from our Blue listeners who are... In, curious really with the situation as it is at the moment so we'll, we'll cover as many questions as we possibly can so I think we're going to start with Liverpool's victory at home to Waffers on Saturday it wasn't quite as straightforward as you know many of you predicted was it it wasn't no and I think we, we covered that on the instant match reactions of Migos like we you know it wasn't an enjoyable game you know if you look at the, the, the last four or five times well the last certainly the last three times we played Waffers I think it's been 5-0 five 5-0 nil, five nil and 6-1 or something like that it was, the, it was the three results you know prior to this game so I think there was maybe a, a touch of not complacency but uh, you know the fans expecting that we were you know we're at Anfield against the bottom of the league that I think we were only on eight points or something like that and I think you know everyone thought we were going to turn up and, and really put them to the sword given that it's felt like in the last couple of weeks, the Salzburg game and then, you know, Bournemouth and stuff, it, it felt like there was a little bit of the attack and verve coming back into that side. Um, and the fact that we've started to keep a clean sheet again. Yeah, so I think, that, you know, there was an element to that um, where everyone was thinking that it might might be a little bit easier than it, than, than it actually turns out to be. Um, Credit to Watford, though, the, the, the work rate from them, high up the pitch, was, was outstanding, I thought, early on. I thought they really made it... Difficult for you to get comfortable. Yeah, I think if you if you see what Pearson says after the match, um, you know he, he knew that they weren't going to be able to just camp on the edge of their own area for the for the full ninety minutes because we we would have just punished them. We'd have got through in the end because that's just how we are at the moment. So he he wanted to try and get the balance right of you know trying to attack and trying to get forwards and press us high up the pitch as much as he needed mm-hmm. to make sure he had numbers back on his defenders. And as you're saying, credit to them because they, they did it really well. And, and, and he got chances. Yeah, they oh. caused us problems. They, you know, I mean, uh, it, was a, it was a windy day, wasn't it? It was, a, it was a windy day. And I, I think the, the point there that like you know they sort of made us struggle a little bit. I'll be honest, I weren't keen on the tempo that we set from the off anyway. They were looking to slow the game down. So with that, you know, that did drag us down a little bit in terms of in terms of tempo. But I was still watching us thinking that we were laboured in the way we were passing. And I don't know whether it was a change of formation. Obviously, you know, we set up differently with Salah as, uh, as the sole striker, Firmino behind him, and then Mane on the left and Shakiri on the right. And then you had uh, Wijnaldum and Henderson as two sort of like you know, deep midfielders that were like holding midfielders. So I don't know whether there was an element of that, like the change of formation and stuff, and players just maybe not quite knowing exactly where to be and, and, and how to play. I think that, that was a factor in it. But I wasn't looking at that Wofford team thinking like, you know, they've really put us on us and made us really like battle for this for this win. I thought they were still quite poor. It was just that we were basically allowing ourselves to, to play at their tempo and their level as opposed to them sort of 
getting about us and hassling us in any any great way. I just think we were slow in the way we were, and, and laboured and deliberate the way we were playing the ball around. I don't know whether you agree. Yeah, but a, a bit like, but I think, you know, how many times have we been on this and, and Pete and the Blues and, and the media have said to us like how, how bad the opposition were when we've been really good and they, they, we haven't really got credit. I think it'd be harsh to not I give actually, Watford any yeah, credit. I, I think you're being a bit harsh there. I, th- I thought they really... They come out the blocks really strong. I think I think they worked a lot harder than you even expected them to. I think you're probably some of your players expected them to. I think some of their players it looks, and and it's not the first time. Certainly we can relate to this as Blues, but some of their players it looks like, you know, from the start of the season up to now, been playing in like second gear and strolling through games, and and maybe it's and again we can certainly relate to this. It's that they've been overcoached by the likes of Javier Gracia and. And Pearson just went, you know, just go out and work hard. And, and Will Hughes, you know, for one, was was everywhere. Yeah, I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I, there was an element of that, but I, do you know? I still think we look tired and slow. And I don't know whether that's the Salzburg game sort of taking it out of us and stuff. But I, I, I honestly, I don't think I didn't watch them and think like they were a really intense team. And I, and like we played Norwich, for instance, on the opening game of the season. And the way that they went about it, I thought these are a high-tempo side. They were intense in the way that they played in the pressing. Even Brighton, I, I felt put a bit more about us than than, than Watford did. I, I, I generally, I didn't. Th- I thought, you know, there was elements, there was times where, you know, they got chances, certainly. But I just didn't see them as really sort of putting us under any massive pressure. I saw it as us being lethargic and slow in the way that we were going about our game, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying that, that that's the reason the game went out. Went that they were, like wanting it more than us and things like that. It's not that. I just think that it, it is a bit unfair sometimes to, to not give credit where credit's due. And they did what they set out to do, which is what he, he you know, he came out at the end and said that that's what his game plan was. He, could, he knew he couldn't sit on the edge, what, like I said before. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think there's there's elements of everything that's getting said here. It, it, it's all it's all happened in the game. You know, we were, we definitely weren't playing at the tempo we're used to. That, that's a that's a given because we we see in the game and you know you know that that's not that's not how we played. But at the same time as well, I, 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 as I say, Getting I think it would be a yeah, yeah. Do you think the formation affected our tempo and the way that we went about the game? I think. Little changes, like as you say, the the formation got changed, but then you, we we did place. We certainly did play with Henderson and Wijnaldum further back than we than we've been used to in recent weeks and months. I think Milner being on the left, it, it doesn't help either yeah. because as, as much as you know, he, he does a, a great job when he do, when he has to fill in, but he's he's not as quick getting up and down line as Robertson. He's not as quick in his passing as Robertson. He's not as as in you know as balls are. As as direct as Robertson sometimes the way he gets it in with gets on with Marnie really well. It's not as deliberate is he? Yeah, you know, you know, like Robertson gets it. You can see exactly what he's going to do, but really the opposition can't do much but about I, it. I think he knows if he commits forward, Robertson, he's got the pace and stuff to recover. Whereas yeah, Milner's a bit more reticent to do that. That's what I mean, and I think and that all, all of that adds to it. The fact that you know Shakiri's, even though we, we we all like him, I know you're a big fan of Shakiri's, but he's still not a, up to the same sort of level as what we're, we're used to with the rest of the squad in terms mm. of his tracking back and his. I think the and thing I think Shakiri had a good game. No, as well. I, I think Shakiri worked hard. I think the thing with Shakiri is the, is the same as Robertson. He hasn't got that blistering pace to to then go back the other way. You know, on the counter where yeah. on, on the ball he's quick enough, and I think he's quick enough in the position he's in, but. 
over 60 yards, you know, where the likes of Mane and, and, and Salah go through the gears. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, on the counter, you can really hear, yeah, Shakiri hasn't got that in him, has he? No, he's quick of mind if he gets it in the right areas because he can over pull five and ten yards, like quick one two yeah, and shift stuff. it or whatever yeah. out of his feet. But I, I take the point. If he, if he gets back to help the fullback out or whatever, then. And, and that helps the opposition because and, and there was quite a lot that went down that side. Because you could tell their fullback was thinking, I'll catch him if he's, if if it's going the other way. Yeah, and it it you know a lot goes down that side anyway. You know mm-hmm. when you're playing against us, it, it's always the side that gets targeted because Trent gets caught. Delafeo was really good as well. Delafeo did look effective. He, yeah, he has them thirty minute spells and then don't see him for six games. Yeah, but again, this badly sounds a negative for for a team that's forty. What is it now? Thirteen yeah. points clear or ten points clear, whatever it is, and. It's not even Christmas yet, and we've only we've only dropped points in one game all season, and it's remarkable to be in this situation and still have this sort of attitude in game after games. Yeah, but it, it you know it's not it's not but it, it's that, not a criticism as no, such. It's no, just, it's just a, 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 what you've seen in the game. The levels that we've set and and what we've became accustomed to watching this Liverpool team means that anything that's not at that level. You know, you're sort of thinking, what is it? What's caused it? Yeah, you've got to put it in perspective, as you say, and the amount of points that we've picked up and where we are and stuff. But you know, it's not it, it it's not a criticism of the team. It's just acknowledgement that we're not perfect every game. You yeah. know, and and there are still areas maybe, that we can improve. Maybe Klopp's purposely played the game like that, knowing full well that Watford aren't the greatest team. We'll probably be able to beat these playing in a well slower tempo and conserve energy. Yeah, yeah, conserve possibly. energy for this busy period that we keep talking about. And so far, hundred percenting. Yeah, yeah, and you know, when, but the thing is, if you're not asking them questions or looking at it and trying to think through why that is the case, you're not going to know that. Are you? you know, the the blind faith. It doesn't matter whatever happens, and we're, we're just winning, so it doesn't matter how we arrive at it. You know, we want us to be the best. Yeah, of we course, can be you want you want to be entertained when you're at the yeah, match. Absolutely, yeah. And as I say, we've become accustomed to that level from from this Liverpool team. So, whenever it isn't met, you sort of think it's crisis. But in reality, yeah, it isn't. Yeah. You know what I mean. We do have to keep that in mind. On a, certainly, on a more positive note, Salah looks like he's starting to get his mojo back, doesn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it it's took a while, and you know, we we've, we've said it. I mean, it's been ever since that uh, Chowdhury challenge, wasn't it? Leicester that yeah. that ankle took a knock, and he, he he's you know we've been saying that he needs a blow, and it, he, everything was looking forced, and it was struggling, not working out for him. The last couple of games, he's really sort of found his format. He was a constant menace there at the weekend, wasn't he? You cited on the instant match reaction, and he was basically probably well, he was man of the match, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think I think he probably was our, our best player in the game. You know, he he seemed to back to his old self every time he got it. He wanted to get his head down, get forwards, and but this time he went. He, he's not being as greedy as what we've been so used to in the last to couple of weeks. It, was he? Yeah, he, he's picking passes where he should be. He's not always looking for that for that strike every single time he gets it. He, he is he is laying balls off here and there, and when he should be. And he's making the right decisions now, you yeah. know, and and that's what that's what has been his downfall in the, in the past few weeks, and you know the way he took both goals, very different goals, but equally as, as brilliant. Yeah, and I I think that's a really important point though. You you've seen him start to use his right foot more, and I just think it makes him a much more dangerous player, you know, because. I think when he has been really deliberate and he always wants to get on that left foot, he makes it easy for the defender. As good as he is with his feet, you know, if a defender knows you're always going to look to get on your left foot, you make, you, you move, you're moving a tool, aren't you, that you've yeah. got available to you. And he seems very deliberately, and apparently he's came out in interviews and said he's been working on his right foot. And the way he's finishing, you know, two goals, not not that, not the back heel one, but he scored one, you know, last week, didn't yeah. he, where it was, it was again on his right foot and, and they're both absolutely peach of a finish. And, and it's... I think in introducing that back into his armory because he had that the first season, you know, he'd take it head, left, right, knee, whatever he was scoring goals for yeah. fun. I think in this little spell where he struggled for form and confidence, that left foot has been 
I want to get it on what I know best and what I feel the strongest on, but it is making it easy for defenders. And yeah. I think getting it you know, now that he, he's willing to go either way, again, it's made him a, a really difficult proposition. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, we, we said, on, as we said on the instant match as well, Bobby didn't have his best game, but mm. even even when he's like that, look at the, the way he set the, the first goal off. You know, yeah. th- that th- in no way was that a clearance. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew where he was putting it, who he was giving it to. And it was absolutely inch perfect, the pass. And, and that's still what he brings. As much as he was he was poor in the game, and, and it's fair to say he was poor, yeah. he's still he still got that quality, that moment of magic that sets us off there to go and get the goal. But he's got that moment of magic, and he just presents, you know, even as we, we said it the other week, even as, as poor as Salah's been form-wise, <coughs> and again, relative, because he's still scoring goals, but as poor as he was a couple of weeks ago, the opposition have still got to always be aware of where he is and that means marking him. He's taking players out the game because he's got that ability and that yeah. you know that cachet, that, that sort of presence. Firmino's got that as well. It doesn't matter how poor form he's in. If he's in the centre of your pitch in between your midfield and your, your defence, you've got a problem to, to, to solve because, he's you know, as you say, it doesn't matter how poor he, he's been, there's every chance he'll find a perfect pass in that 90 minutes. So he's still contributing, you know what I mean? He's still doing stuff. I do think he needs a blow. I'm looking at it thinking he looks tired, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't know where it'll come. Um. Obviously, after the the club, club we'll, we'll talk about. He will. We'll get. We'll get a big blow. We'll get a big layoff. Um. You know, until until Boxing Day. But I, I do think he's starting to just look a little bit jaded. And fair play to him. You know, he he puts so much into his game for us. He, I think he, last season he was the most selected player by Klopp, as well as also traveling all around the world. You know, for friendlies with Brazil and and, and international games and stuff. So. You know, I think you know, we we do need to sort of be aware of that. You know what I mean? That there probably is an element of tiredness. You know, and and, and you know we do need to try and find the, the bits where we can give him a blow. I think. Yeah, we've said that about you know most of our players. We, we and we I've seen it in recent weeks that Klopp has found games where he can rotate. It's mainly the midfield because we we've got so many of them. But yeah, the the, the forward line is one that we we have we do lack in a little bit. Maybe maybe he'll get a. I don't, know, I don't know whether you want to wait that long, but when when this Minamino seems to be getting done in in January, he, he might come in and, and sort of give him a blow. But you know you've got a Rigi there who, who can come in. I know we're not we're not big lovers of him starting from the f- f- uh, starting games as opposed to coming on, but you know he'll certainly still do a job against against d- different teams. Yeah, there, there'll yeah. definitely be time for him to start games and in them games you could maybe maybe see Firmino come out, but. You know, time will tell. We, we've we've got a lot of games coming up, and, and I'm sure he won't be playing every single minute. Yeah, and I mean, a couple of other notable mentions. You know, you mentioned on the instant match reaction, Henderson and Wijnaldum both had a good game. To obviously Wijnaldum, we don't know the extent of his injury when he went off. Um, up to that point, he you know he he did look good. Henderson did have a good game. You know, I thought he he, he was busy in in a combative Wofford midfield. You know, as you say, you mentioned Will Hughes. He's a he's a bit of a you know a, a bundle of energy, isn't he? And then you've got like the likes of Decore. You know, there's powerful physical players yeah. in that midfield. So I think it was important that we did have someone in the absence of Fabinho to sort powerful, of set that powerful physical players. You can't kick a football right <laughs> in front of them. Well, you know, horrific. Yeah, there were some bad misses. Uh, some really bad. How ones. can a professional footballer miss? I know it's a little bit blustery there, but. He completely missed the ball. Yeah, you could see he was waiting for it to come down and then he just sort of like swung at it too early. Oh my Origi you know, nearly really done that and it, t- and it turned into an assist. But yeah. You know what though? I'm, I'm not even joking it. If that was a game of five-a-side with us, you'd be taking the mich out of one of your mates for doing that. Who, who's yeah. used to take the mich out of Phil for doing that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, still do, to be honest. He misses a packet of crisp and it's blowing towards him. <laughs> but no, um, I, I, that, that, that was just 
Yeah, yeah it was, there was like some that. really poor misses from them, and I think on another day, if they had any anyone who could finish, you know, they would have caused some real problems. You know, but even when he did have the time to finish and get one away, Allison again. Yeah, well, yeah, that was another one. We, met, yeah, you know, we were gonna have to get to because I, I don't think I think he's sort of like at the moment. We've seen how good he was last year, and I feel like City's come back in the team, just getting taken for granted. He seems to be really, you know, not getting asked to do a lot, but whenever he is, he's just immaculate, isn't he? Yeah, and, absolutely and immaculate. It, as you say, it it tends it does tend to go unnoticed because it, it he's like that most of the time now. I know we haven't kept many clean sheets this season, but even still, there's been games we've conceded in, but he still pulls off some worldy saves, and mm. you know, it, it it's a nice it's it's nice to be able to take something like that for granted, but you know, it's just. Well, it, it, you're fearful for losing a man if, if you do I know Adrian's done well when he came in but you don't want long periods without yeah, Alisson diff- he's a different calibre you know and I think the point we made on, on the instant match you know I think you mentioned it it isn't just how big he makes himself and he is a man mountain isn't he like you watch him and you think how's he gone that big you know yeah. when he's like he stays up and he's huge but it's the way that he kills the ball when it, when it hits him you know it hits his palm it doesn't bounce off him it just dies. Like a skillful save, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like it, it's like it, it's like he's like a bed sheet and it's hit the bed sheet and just took all the momentum out of the ball. You know, like there's just 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 sort of like flopped, you know, like like really so really fell again here, just flopping yeah. the bed sheet. <laughs> but it, it is a, it is a really really impe- impressive skill and it's something that I think you know that's what probably separates real top draw goalies from the next level down because when he makes saves, he generally doesn't have to make follow up saves or whatever yeah. or you know cause a box a scramble in the box. It just sort of like stops where it needs to stop, and then he just picks it up. <laughs> it's just absolutely phenomenal. So you know, credit to him, and I, I generally do think we've got the best goalie in the world, bar none. So, but yeah, I mean, Mills, you'll love that. Well, what more can I say? It's right though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You know what? I don't even want to start listing as as honest from last season because we'll be here till about half eleven. <laughs> and we'll probably lose about two hundred listeners in, in, the, <laughs> in the process. But it was a really important win, and I think that's the main thing. You know, we don't play now till, till Boxing Day. Um, it's important that we maintain that gap at the top. Obviously, Norwich done a favour for us there against Leicester, but it means that they're all looking up to us. And when we come back on Boxing Day, we're playing Leicester, our nearest challenger. Yeah, so and Leicester are vital. Look, are playing Man City, they're playing Man week. City. So all of a sudden, that's obviously it was a massive game anyway. But because they've dropped points there against Norwich, you know that that becomes an even bigger game. Um, and then obviously they play us on Boxing Day. So it, it was really important that we got the win and we go into this really really busy week. You know where where we're out of league action, but we're elsewhere with with them points in the bag and, and you know sitting pretty at the top of that league. So, yeah. What about the Ev? <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely gobsmacked to be honest from from yesterday. Just because I look I looked at the the eleven that Ferguson had to field, and I say had to field because he didn't have many more options. Um, certainly from a midfield perspective, everyone was expecting a back five. When you see Mason Holgate, Mina, and, and Keane in the team, <coughs> he plays you know Mason Holgate centre back. And, and let's be honest, if he played Mason Holgate centre back. Oh, sorry, Silver played motion, Mason Holgate centre-back. Centre-mid, you mean? Centre-mid, sorry. If he played him centre-mid, there would have been uproar. But it was like, okay, what's going to happen here? And Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, let's see what happens. I, th- I think that I'm, I'm hesitant here to give the players any credit because I'm a real believer in, like, why have you not been doing that for the previous manager? Not even the manager, why have you not been doing that for the fans? The, all the Ferguson's asking of, of these players, really, is to go back to basics, run around, work hard, Organise yourselves when you haven't got the ball and try and play with a bit of expression when you when you when you have got it. 
and and the, you know they're doing that, but I'm I'm not crediting the players here. I'm crediting the the, the interim manager because he he's got something out of the, out of those players who, by all accounts, we're looking at this run thinking they're not even capable of getting a point, and they've got four out of a possible six. So it's it's incredible what he's managed to do. But I think again, and and I, well, I listen just, it just before you you go on on that. Do you think that that was there's a lack of all, like authority in silver? Which Ferguson, even though he is only the interim manager, just his affiliation and what he means to that club, it means that he brings that. Whereas Silver just never ever really felt. No, he had I, it. I just don't think it was something that Silver ever really drummed into the players. I think it was just something that, as a foreign manager, you don't get it. I think mm. the Premier League is such a different animal that you do need to, you know, you do need to reiterate every week the importance of that intensity and that work rate, and, and it's something that you do obviously really well, no matter. What player puts on that chair for you? They seem to work that hard. I think you've seen already the amount of players who've limped out of games with muscle strains. Mm. The players aren't fit enough. Mm. And, and, and I think they're not fit enough because they haven't been required to be fit enough under Silva to play in that way. But, you know, you've got like players like Luca Dean who's limped off with a with a, a mus- muscular injury. Yeah. Walcott did the week before. I think Cal- um, Richarlison the week before was limping around. There's, there's been a few injuries that since, you know, Ferguson's been in charge just because... I think they are putting a lot more work in than what they've done before. And, and again, that is credit to Ferguson. And I, I suppose I'll have to put on record a bit of an apology because we got a few, com- oh, I say complaints, a few. Um, got some comments. Yeah, didn't some we? comments from the listeners last week saying we, we were a little bit harsh, or me and Mills, we were a bit harsh on Ferguson, writing them off completely. It wasn't that. It, it was just kind of a, a little bit more of, you know, all he's done, really. I say all he's done is. He's got the players to run around a bit more, but that, that still doesn't, that still shouldn't be underestimated. You know, we haven't got a team full of scousers that he went, okay, it's a Sunday league team. Come on, lads, go and work hard. He's still, he's still, you know, dealing with, I don't know, like, Yeri Mina's throwing him. To be fair, he's one of the players under Silver who didn't come out, he, he come out with a bit of credit in, in the end of Silver's reign, but, you know, you've still got a Ferguson who every, everyone associates as being this crazy Scottish fella. And he's managing to still get the best out of a Colombian centre back. Yeah, so you know, it's not about him. Yeah, exactly. So it's I don't think it's it's just a case of the kids working hard for him or the scousers or the British players. He's gelled a group of players together that really, you know, positionally look a little bit mismatched. You know, attribute wise, they look a little bit. I mean, we had a midfield yesterday of. If you looked at it on paper before the match of Tom Davies, Bernard and Awobi, you're just thinking that looks so soft, that. Mm. Such a soft underbelly. So he thought, go on, I'll just throw a centre-back in there. He can tackle. Stiffen it's up, really yeah. basic stuff. but And, it, you know, even as basic as 4-4-2, but, you know, I think Gary Neville was saying on the commentary yesterday that, that it was, you know, you can't underestimate how effective 4-4-2 is sometimes when you, you are an interim manager or you're just taking over a group of players that... You just want to get back to basics, with. Well, particularly when it's so underused in modern football, isn't it? Mm. These days, you don't really see it in the Premier League, so teams probably don't train for it or, or aren't equipped to deal with it. So it becomes almost cutting edge in mm. its traditionalism. Do you know what I mean? Because you've it's got not, two, not two really athletic forwards who can stretch, you know, centre backs down the sides. And look, Tom, Dominic Calvert Lewin, that's what he's all about yesterday. He must have won about 16 headers or something <laughs> daft like that. Mm. And and he, he everything stuck to him and, and he absolutely tormented their centre backs yesterday. Richarlison was the same, bags of energy, he was making things stick. It, they, they never got a, a bit of respite that United's defenders yesterday and they're not the best defensively anyway. And and again you'd like to think that to Ferguson's credit, he's went, you know what, if there's one thing we can do, put two centre backs against their two centre backs and you're gonna cause them problems because they're not great mm. in, individually at the back. 
Yeah. And, and we, you know, we, we, we did unsettle United. And it wasn't, you know, towards the end of the game, you could see the players getting leggy and you can see a bit of their quality kind of coming through in the, in the final third. But for large periods, it wasn't a, it wasn't a back against the wall job. No, it was, no. it was a, you know, it was very much an end to end game of fuzzy. Yeah, no, I, I, I watched your game yesterday and I'll be honest, I, I was, you know, relatively impressed. I, I, I did think, I thought, I thought there was, there was a point after the first 15, 20 minutes where I thought you could start to see United putting the foot down a little bit and it was like, I thought it, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna score, they're gonna mm. score. You managed to hold out, you know, for, for, you know, a long period of time until they got level. And as you say, it was only later on then. It was like almost, you know, the way other times when, when under Silver you'd, you concede and you'd sort of wilt. Mm. It wasn't, you didn't, you know, you, you still, yeah, I think well in that game. Yeah, it was only later on when the, when the leg when the, the leg difference was under Silver at times when we concede, the players would think we have to change our style of football here because we've conceded and we need to revert into this defensive tactic or you know to just kind of batten the hatches down if you like. We were in that kind of frame of mind anyway. I think it yeah. was very much Ferguson that prepared the players to go look. You know, first half we we match them toe to toe. Hopefully we can get a goal. If we get a goal. Second half is going to be tough, and we might concede. But when we do concede, this is you know it doesn't change. Mm. It's still the same mentality of let's try and nip it on the break. And you know it was great at the end of the game. You seen you know four forwards for us, four forwards for them. It was proper old school nineties footy. Yeah, one yeah, team proper. just trying to beat the other. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it was it was great to see, and, and obviously brilliant for the for the travelling Evertonians. And it was um typical games to get tickets for yesterday. It, it's it's been. You know, since the Chelsea game, there's been a, there's been a lot of you know a real buzz about the place again, and f- again fair play and, and massive credit to Ferguson for for achieving that. And but on yesterday's performance, as I say, Tom Dav- Tom Davies, I personally don't think he has a great game. I think he struggled after that book and Mason Holgate. Wow, you know, for a centre back to co- to come into come into midfield the way he did, and and you know to to at times boss the midfield the way he did was 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 a massive credit to him. But you look at his profile and. You kind of wonder why no one's ever played him there before because he's a good footballer. He can tackle. He's athletic. His issue, well, yeah, he's athletic, so he can get out the pitch. His issue is kind of when he's having to mark man to man and players playing on the shoulder or players trying to dominate him in the air. Those little individual duels where if you do lose that battle, they're in on goal. Whereas yeah, if yeah. that doesn't really happen as much in midfield, you don't have them 1v1 battles in midfield as much anymore. And if it does happen, it happens, you know, kind of discreetly. Um, this is this is off topic, but I always think the same with John Stones. I think he's not a centre half because he makes mistakes on the ball in bad yeah. areas. Yeah, you think that he'd be a much a better sort of holding midfielder. Yeah, yeah. His distribution's lovely, you know, and, and he's, he's he's very technical in the way that he plays think, the game. I think he has a few games for us in, in that type of position, and yeah, I, I can see that. And certainly, Mason Olgate. You see, there though about he, he, the way he struggles is sometimes in his duels, one-to-one duels and stuff, but. How many times just you come away from a game and think we lost the midfield there today? No, I don't, I don't mean that. I mean like you know when you're playing, you know you strike it, the strikers backing into you, and he's getting getting you involved yeah. in that little. You don't have those those types of physical yeah. tussles in midfield. It's a different type of tussle, but physically, if you put him against most players, just man for man in the Premier League, he can handle himself. He he's quick enough, he's strong enough, but he's just not quite savvy enough and he hasn't got that natural defense central defensive instinct mm. that I think the top defenders even a young age have. I think he's a he's a good footballer and he's a bit like Callum Chambers for Arsenal. He, he struggles whenever he plays centre back. He played he was on loan at Fulham last year, Callum Chambers and he was one of the best players in the championship by all accounts. So yeah, it look it's interesting that it might just be a one off stint for him. Um but again credit to Ferguson that he's you know he stumbles across that in a way because 
you know, there's a late illness to... to uh, yeah, he wouldn't have played there if, if no, he had other options. No, absolutely not. But, you know, that's that's what a good manager does, isn't he? He manages his players. And, you know, if, you, if you're thinking about the mindset of Mason Holgate going into that game and he's, he's grabbed him clearly probably a couple of hours before the game, said, right, you're playing centre mid here at Old Trafford with Tom Davies, who by all accounts has been struggling as well. Mm. To, to, to get that type of performance out of him is, is a credit to him. Yeah. How big a blow is it that you've lost Luca Dinia to injury? Because I know he's been a bit up and down in form this year. Yeah, it's, it's a massive blow because luckily in Baines is, is over the hill now. Mm. He, has a, he has a cracking game on Sunday and he, he is that steadier player, but you still worry. And even last season, we worried about letting Baines when he had two games on a bounce. He's capable of putting, you know, an hour to 70 minutes, maybe 90 minutes in at the right pace. That was a bit of took a lot out of him that game of the weekend, and it? you've got tough games to come as well, haven't you? Exactly, yeah. So that that is a massive blow. Whatever you, we say about his, his recent form, Luca Dean is a, is a top class player, and it'd be it'd be massively missed. What about other areas though? So I mean, midfield really light because of injuries and illness and things like that. I mean, it's an understatement. Yeah. Seven or eight centimeters out at the moment. What's the situation with them? Is there any any news on when the, any of them are due Sig- back? Or? I think Sigurdsson and Schneiderlin should be all right anyway. Um, I think they were illness to be honest Schneiderland might have been sorry Gary you're trying to attention oh, no, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so I, I think um, Sigurdsson and Schneiderland are probably going to be back you never know if Fabian's elf I, I don't know what kind of nick he's in because mm. he seems to be pitched training every day or every other day but never fancy just seems to be day. his career this doesn't it yeah <sighs> His whole career seems to be he'd have a game and then he'd and you know be what? You can a few weeks. You can see why game. City probably put him full back because he probably, his body just doesn't seem up to covering the amount of ground that he wants to. I mean, he, he likes to be this hustle and bustle type midfielder, but clearly his body's saying, nah, it's not for me. Yeah, that. You can't cope with that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's it, again, it's it's interesting going into to Wednesday even. What do you do there? Do you, do you kind of show faith in, in the team that you've got? Because... Really, if you're making a change there in the field, it, it almost has to be Holgate that comes out, and, and you feel a bit, you feel a bit for him. But at the same time, we're playing at home in the cup. I'm not sure it's the, the right message to be putting a centre back in the field. It's, it, it's, 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 you know what? This is where it, it, it probably does become a bit more problematic for Duncan because he's not just going okay. Let's throw whatever team out we can. He's now got decisions to make, and, and those decisions are going to either upset players or they're going to upset the balance or or both of those things. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, one of the big talking points from the game was, you know, Ferguson, Hanlon, and Moise Ken. Mm. What were your thoughts on that? And 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 we 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 spoke about out it. Of it. A I lot suppose. of the Everton fans have spoke about it, and I know there's been a lot on social media, which kind of reflects these these two sides and, and the two camps here. Um, one camp is, you know, if he's not listening or following out your instructions, he's not working to the level you'd expect him to, and and to the level the rest of the players, you know, playing at then you know, fine, he's within his rights to drag him off. The other camp is, you know, you've got a young foreign pl- uh, striker who hasn't had much game time anyway. He, he, you know, he's he's been signed by another manager who signs him or whether he signs him or brands has signed him is irrelevant. That manager's not shown faith in him and has then been sacked. And now you've got, you know, a, again, a, an Everton legend, if you will, who's come in. He's shown a little bit of faith in you and brought you on, and then he's ragged you off. You know, you've got to feel for the kids a little bit. And I know the look at Evertonians will be shouting at the, the radio or whatever they're listening on here and, and saying, Oh, you know, it's he, he's not done this and he's not done that, and he needs to be told. And, and, and that's what we lacked under Silver that type of person to make difficult decisions. But even like Gary pointed this out before, even the way he's handled it when he's come off the pitch, I just grab him then, get it. If you're saying, which he said after the game, and it was just doing it to waste time, which I think is absolute. Nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, if that's the case, then you're obviously going to put an arm around him and explain to him. If it's not the case, you still don't allow him to walk all the way down to the tunnel on his own. You grab him, you sit him down and say, listen, son, I'll speak to you after the game and, and whatever. Don't allow him to do that. And He's, he's hung him out to dry a little bit. Um, yeah. it's, it's a lot, he's shown, you know, shown naivety, I think. I think and that's all you can say. I don't think it's... You can't have a pop at him because at, at the end of the day, we've got the results and that's all that matters. And I know that'll be Duncan's opinion. I was... Put it, I've been put in this position to get his results in the short periods of time and I didn't feel as though he was doing the business for us or doing what I was asking him to do. Mm. So I get that, but it, there is collateral damage, you know? Yeah, the collateral damage is we've got an asset that is now... It'll be, in, be interesting to see if he's in the squad for Wednesday, won't we? Yeah, it, it will be, yeah. I'd, I'd be shocked if he is. I'd be shocked if he is. I mean, the interesting thing is, considering he's a, he's a Balotelli-esque type character, there's been nothing on social media and I was that was the first thing I was expecting, maybe a little sarcastic comments or some kind of emoji or picture or something to come out on Sunday and, mm. and that would be it but there hasn't been anything from his camp or his agent's camp which which there was over the international break Wednesday yeah it's, that's the good thing in his favour and Duncan's favour is there's a game coming three days later he's either had a chance to patch things up and, and, and to throw him in the squad and give him a chance to prove himself or that's it. He, he's gone. I think. Well, I think. I think if Ferguson's going to carry the line of he's done it to waste time and things like that, you can't not put him in the squad. No, no, the, it's fair. Because otherwise, it's just emphasising the fact that yeah. that was nonsense, which everyone suspects it was, yeah. and that there is an issue there. Yeah, I, th- I, I think the other point on that is if, if Ferguson is the interim manager, you know, and there's no prospect that he's going to get it permanently, it'd be Someone foolish else. for Ken to come out and and really do, you know. Dig his own grave. To himself. Yeah, yeah, when, more damage, you know, yeah. Particularly... He's just got to bide his time. He's maybe. got to sit tight and think, well, he won't be here in three weeks. You mm. know what I mean? Someone else will be here in three weeks. So why would you sort of alienate the entire fan base and the club? You mm. know, sort of thing, by, by being petulant and coming out and saying something. Now. Look, I, I, I think one thing I will say, no one could really blame him walking no, down the tunnel. I, I don't, think, yeah. I don't, even, even as a, a, a you know massive Evertonian... He, if I was on the pitch and, and I've never been good enough to be anywhere near that pitch, but if it was and I got dragged off at ten minutes, I'd probably feel that embarrassed that I'd want to walk down the tunnel. So I, I think Suppose even if in a way a you want him to feel like that, don't yeah, you? you want him to feel like that. You but don't you want also him to just come off and be happy days and no. just get us drinking. No, he's embarrassed. You, you want he's him embarrassed. to be level. You, you could see the shock on his face yeah. when his number went up as well. Yeah. But you want him to be level headed or have, have the guidance around him, whether that be family or his agents mm. or something like that, to basically say just sit tight, you know, don't do anything stupid and rash because. We're going to be getting a new manager coming in. You know yeah, what I mean. That, so that, that's 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 definitely encouraging. Um, I, th- I think so, I think Millsy sent me like a little stat before uh, about his contribution during the game. And I mean, in 19, 19 minutes paid, nine touches, completed one out of four passes, won none of his five duels that he was involved in. I guess that means the ball's been played up to him, and he can see the three fouls. I think the fouls and the duels are the ones that the things that would have bothered Ferguson. You know, he went into five duels and he hasn't won any of them. And he's given three fouls away. There was a couple of silly fouls he gave away. And if he felt as though, even in the five minutes that were left or whatever it was, that another foul was going to be conceded and that potentially it was going to be the you know the, the winning goal for them, you know he, he's kind of justified in this decision. But it's more the handling of it, I mm. think, and, and the way that he's kind of allowed them to get off the pitch. But look, it is what it is, and, and we'll soon see, like you say, on Wednesday, what's, what's going to become of it. Yeah. Well, before we get to Wednesday, and obviously, you know, our game and, and, and obviously our Villa game. Games. Yeah, our games, yeah. Um, there was the, the small prospect of the Champions League draw, guys. Yeah, Atletico Madrid. You know, back to the scene of the the um, the Champions League final last year where we won it. So, you know, it'd be nice to go back for the, for the players and I'm sure they'll they'll have some great memories there to, to give them that extra bit of, you know, motivation. Not that they'd need it, but, 
you know, it, it, it'll be a, be a great game. Atletico are, are no slouches whatsoever. They're, they're hard to break down. They, they, they keep the good shape. You know, Simeone has them playing good football. And I know he's, they haven't had the greatest of time this year. Simeone was on the brink of being sacked mm-hmm. a, a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, they've had a couple of good results since. They've got, the, they've got themselves progressed into this round. And, you know, they've got the European champions to face. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, out of every team that... He probably could have got it. It's probably the one that you think, you know, they are a, t- a tough team to break down. They're a tough proposition. I, can, I, I can't imagine it's going to be a, an especially high-scoring game, you know, unless unless we really turn around because they don't seem that type of team. You know, they don't really play that way. But you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, you know, without sounding like over overconfidence, I was looking at that draw thinking everyone will be fearing us. You know, and we shouldn't. I think you're be looking at the Champions League as a whole. Every team will be fearing Liverpool at yeah, the moment. Yeah. You know. They'll definitely be more wary than us than we are of them. Mm. They'll they'll be more disappointed in the draw than what we are. Yeah. But as you say, you don't want to get too ahead of yourself. We are we are a great side in Europe and over two legs. Don't think anyone's beat Klopp in, in the Champions League. Yeah. Uh, certainly at Liverpool. So you know they'll have to do something that a lot of teams have, have failed to do over the past few years. And you know it, it's one of them. The, the, this is why you're in in the European Cup. You want to be playing these teams. You want to be having these matches and. You know, it'll be another great, great game at Anfield as well. Yeah, and uh, I mean, looking around the draw itself, like with some of the other, two, some real blockbuster ties in there, wasn't there? You know what I mean? It was like, obviously, the English teams can't get any other English teams in this round. That that can happen in the next one. So, you know, when you're looking around, the one that I really wanted, the one that I really, really wanted, that didn't work out for us, but it has worked out for our rival City was was Madrid, Real Madrid. You know, I I really wanted to to put one over. Yeah, I feel like we owe them one a bit, don't Absolutely. we? Especially after that Laurie's Carriers horror show. But uh, and with Zidane coming out saying what he said, exactly. You really want to stick it to them, yeah. Don't you? But you know, they'll they'll knock City out anyway, and, and hopefully we'll get, get them through the and we'll round. get them then. <laughs> but you know, as you say, there is some there is some tasty ties there. I think the only one that's probably and I don't want to do a disservice to Leon, but that's probably the mismatch game that they mm. they go to Juventus in the first leg and. You probably see Juventus coming through that, but the rest of them, you know, I don't think you'd be able to say nails on. Yeah, that team are going through. Who, who did? So just so I'll just read them out. Them it's the Dortmund, PSG, Real Madrid, Man City, Atlanta, Valencia, Atletico, Liverpool, Chelsea, Bayern Munich, Leon, Juventus, Tottenham, Leipzig, Napoli, Barcelona. It's a mm. really well matched draw, isn't it? it? Is. You know, if you're going to place the teams together on, you know kinds of styles and, and stuff like that, you almost couldn't have placed them any better. Yeah, no. and that's what I'm saying about it's probably only the Leon Juve. You'd expect Juve to go through, mm. but the rest of them, you, you're looking, I think, and any team could go through in them times. Yeah. Mm. Is Tuchel still at PSG? Yeah. So he was ex-Dortmund, wasn't he? Yeah. And they've got Dortmund, and that's, so that's got like and an, an massive, interesting time. massive pressure on Tuchel this, this season yeah, as well yeah, to deliver absolutely. them at least a semi or a final or something after the, the money they've spent and the yeah. plays they've got in there. Yeah. For me, that same pressure's got to be on Pep Guardiola. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Agree, yeah. Yeah, well, well the, the, the both of them, yeah, definitely. With, especially with the way that the league's shaping up for them, do you know what I mean? It feels like, depends on what happens there in, in their next game against Leicester, you feel like they will start to pivot towards that Champions League city, don't you? Because you think, I'll must be, be honest, looking at it now thinking, I'll be know, honest, I, th- I reckon they've already gone that way. I reckon that discussion's been had um, I th- well, I think it would be foolish for them to have. No, have I, I that don't. At I this don't point. think so. When they've still got to so. play Leicester, they've still got to play. I, us I, at I the think Etihad. it's subconsciously there anyway, and it's always been bubbling away. I think the players know Guardiola and know his ambitions to know that this is important for them to get it, this in his locker and get this in the cabinet. And the players know for the fans, you know, the whole Manchester thing that United are still going, sounds going, come back when you when you've won a Champions League. So mm. I think it's 
it's almost subconsciously in there, but I don't think it's something that... I don't, really I, I don't think you're going to get Guardiola or the team th- looking at, knowing what the Premier League's like in December and the fixture congestion and all, how, 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 how much of a, you know, a real energy sapper it can no, be this, this month. I, don't, I, I even hate foolish. to say it, but it's probably doing users a disservice to say that they took their foot off the gas. I just think that they, they're just not handling the, the games and, the, and the, you know, the, the bumps in the road as well as user. Yeah, the defence, well, the, you know, the, the, the defence collapsed he had at the back, you know, like with, with injuries and stuff. They're not, they're not taking the chances up front. But that's it. Though, they have, that hasn't helped them, and it's allowed teams to basically grow mm. in confidence and take the game to them. But then, and that, and then City up the other end, are like sort of, it feels like now they realise we have to put these chances away and the snatching of things, things aren't working out for yeah. them. Do you know what I mean? So, De Bruyne has just turned up. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. But, thing, I mean, it? that aside, it, you know, it, it is a really important competition for, for Guardiola and that club. Um, you know, and I, and I think they've had their eye on it for a long time. So, that that is a, that is the glamour I suppose you could say. You know, the, the Real Madrid sort of City one for, you know, Guardiola against Zidane and, and all that. And, you know, I think... I, I, I think I'm right in saying Guardiola ends up playing when he was at Bar- when he was Barca manager and Bayern manager. He's played Real Madrid something like 17 times in, in, in across the years. So yeah. I think you know it, it, it's one that they've, they've came up against um, a lot. So that's a really interesting one. And then as you mentioned, some of the others, you know, like Chelsea's game. That's it. That's going to be a really interesting tie for them. It will. It's it's not going to be an easy one for Lampard for you know his first first time in around the 16 with Chelsea and. No, going to Munich. It's it's. I know we made it look a doddle, but I <laughs> think I think I think it's a perfect tie for Chelsea at the moment. I mean, don't get me wrong. You could have got like a Atlanta. You could have got an Atlanta, maybe, but that that Bayern Munich team are in absolute disarray at the moment. I mean, they they win what six one, you know, in the league one week and then get beat two 0 by a by a bang average side and they they're inconsistent, but they absolutely tonk Spurs, didn't they? Yeah, the no, that was, seven, was a good few months. That was when, that was under Kovac, wasn't it? A few months ago, that now was it. A few months ago, I yeah. don't know, but but yeah, I mean, it, it's one of them. It, it'll just you don't know what you're going to get with Chelsea because they, they have got so many young players and stuff mm. who haven't been there before. And got Lampard's been there as a player, but he's never been there as a manager. And then you've got the inconsistency of that Bayern Munich side, so it will be interesting to see how that one plays out. Um, but I think what's the what's the other game that I was going to mention? Spurs, they've got Leipzig, haven't they? Yeah, interesting one for Mourinho because Leipzig are top of the Bundesliga, aren't they? Yeah, so. They're not I a pushover. I think it looks not, like an easy tie, but they're, they're not, not a pushover side. By the time they play them, it looks like they're go- we're going to have Minamino from them. Oh no, no that's Salzburg. No, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. So I'm getting confused with the Red Bull. Yeah, there's <laughs> about five Red Bull teams <laughs> now, isn't there? Um, yeah. But you know, they're not they're not a pushover side, and they're, they're doing really well in the Bundesliga there. So it, it you know it it, it is going to be a test. The to thing see with the thing with the Leipzig, they play well against teams who come out and go at them. Mourinho's not going to no, do that. Maybe not. I mean, this Tottenham team, the, the argument is this Tottenham team aren't quite He has got the players to be But yeah. he's got a January window and, and there's another, what is it, two months or something until then, Ty? Not two months. No, it's January, isn't so it? So it's sort of four end, weeks end of Jan, isn't it? Early Feb, I think, when the, when yeah, the next Yeah, you can, you can imagine that that team will be a little bit more Mourinho in the way that they play mm. uh, by the time that comes around. And Yeah, I think, I think again, I think that's another tie that probably suits Mourinho. Um, yeah. And... Uh, you know, more so than maybe an, an old school Pochettino Tottenham with them. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously interesting from a, a Liverpool fan perspective um, with the Champions League draw. We will, I think, cover our, our Villa game next because you know that's the next one that's up. It's Tuesday. <sighs> I, I've got no idea what to make of it. I'll be <laughs> no, honest with I, you. I don't <laughs> think I don't think many Liverpool fans will. You know, the, you're obviously going to have the the few that do follow the the youngsters as well. But from our perspective, we we don't really. You're only going to have maybe. 
what, you're going to have Keller and goal. Hoover. Vandenberg. That's a bad because I think Nico Williams was was meant to be playing, but he's now gone gone with the first team yeah, squad. I think with the injuries to the likes of Matip and Lovren and the fact that Gomez is basically the only other yeah. centre half alongside Van Dijk, and, yeah, and then so they've brought, they've, you can't cover Trent and stuff. Yeah, Fabinho being out as well, yeah. and, and then with the Wijnaldum injury as well th- at the weekend, they've uh, I think they've taken who's the midfield that they took as well. Mm. Who was meant to be playing in the game, Curtis Jones. Jones. Yeah. So he's he, he was supposed to be playing the Villa game as well, and he's he's now travelled with the squad as well. So I think you're only really looking at Brewster and Harvey Elliott maybe mm. who, who will play as well. But yeah, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a really tough game for the kids in it because the you know the, the it's gonna be a strong Villa team. They're gonna m- want to make sure they progress. Yeah, this close to the final, obviously Villa. It is it, you know they are gonna be looking to progress, but I think it's gonna be a really difficult challenge for Villa. Because what does they expect? They know they probably know nothing about that. Them them young lads, do you know what I mean? We don't know whether it's going to be Critchley who's setting the team up or whether it's going to be Klopp's instructions. Does he even know the the young players well enough, Klopp, to be able to like issue instructions of how he wants them to play? Probably not. So it's a difficult prospect for Villa, really, isn't it? That they've got no intelligence going into that game of what they're going to face. Oh, or what well, all they've got to do there, they've just got to make sure they're they're the well drilled. Of course, it is. Yeah, there's, there's, it's it's a win win for Liverpool. You know, if the, the kids go out and, and, and they get tonked, then it's one of them, well, it was our kids anyway. Yeah. If they go out and have a good, make a good account of themselves and just get beat, then it's like, well, they've done well there. And if they go and get the win, then it's remarkable. Mm. So, you know, it's 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 one of them. It, it's not a nice situation, really, because, you know, you'd like to be able to go and sit, go and field a, a full strength and, and make, or at least at half strength and potentially progress into the semi-finals of a competition. But at the same time, you know, it it'll be a good learning curve for the kids and, and a good 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 experience for them playing in a in a in a cup game. Yeah, I I agree. You know, it, as much as none of the recognised first team are playing, I, I am in a weird way still looking forward to the game because you want to see it, what they've yeah, got. Yeah, being you know, like in, to see it. Yeah, it it really is sink or swim time for some of them kids, isn't it? It's like they're just getting lashed in. You're going to play against a Premier League team, you know, in 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 a cup competition quite close. Where if you get us through, you'll be heroes. So. It, it is really good to see, and I think I read some comments that Critchley made, and, and, and he basically said the same thing. He said, you know, what with young players, it's all about giving them new challenges and seeing whether they can live up to it. And some of them will fall by the wayside, and some will show that they're up to it, and they can move on to the next challenge and stuff. And he said, but it's very rare that you get an opportunity to, to throw them all in at the same time and see how they all live up to it, you know, and he said there'll be some who, who really, really do shine and, and, and seize the moment, and there'll be others that maybe can't quite live up to it, but it's just going to be like a almost like a, a fascinating watch, isn't it? Just like, yeah, just sort of absolutely. watch it and see what happens. That's it. We we we've got as I said before, we we've not really got anything to lose. I don't think you've got any Liverpool for support at all. Probably any fan around the world Putting expecting us to go through. Yeah, you know, there's absolutely zero pressure on them, and you know they're they're obviously going to be nervous going into the game. It's it's going to be a lot of the first game for the the, the Liverpool first team, although it won't seem like because they'll have the the regular teammates around yeah. them but you know it's, it's a massive competition it's a massive crowd that they're going to be playing in front of yeah Villa Park you know yeah. it, it, it's it's a it's a nice big old stadium it's yeah. atmospheric and stuff as well That's so. it. and they're, they're you know they're, their fans will be going into it thinking oh we're going to see a great performance here of five six seven goals going in and you know hopefully the kids can do themselves a bit of, bit of justice and, and and you know put a decent performance in yeah absolutely absolutely and I mean on the other side of the draw obviously we've got Evan against Leicester yeah, yeah, we have. I, I'm, I'm really distracted here because there's <coughs> breaking news com- has come through that 
Carlo Ancelotti in principle agrees a deal to, to become the Everton manager. Massive. So oh yeah, Moise Keane will start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's great news from Moise Keane. If you listen to Moise, you can get your shirt back on. Um, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, I wasn't even listening to what you were saying. I was just trying to, to trying to catch up on it and, and, and let that... Just control your giddiness. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we were speaking about it last, last week and I, I can't remember how the conversation went and I think initially it was... I think I'm you sure said you didn't want Ancelotti because he's crap. Yeah. There, was definitely, <laughs> there was definitely some grins across the table to say, oh, behave, why would he come to use or whatever? But I said that. I don't think it's, I don't think it's unimaginable. Well, it, wasn't a li- it wasn't a live prospect, though, was it? He was still employed by Napoli at the yeah, time. Yeah, again... And in a Champions League the, and stuff, so... If you follow the Italian footy, I think, which, which, again, a lot of people do, it was he's been... Yeah, kind of losing that, not losing the job. He lost his, his relationship with the owners, and the owners' relationship with the players has broke down. It made his, his you know, his um, position untenable, if you will. Um, yeah, I think if it comes out, it's, it's not completely done, but it, it says you know Sky Sports are reporting that it's, it's been agreed in principle, um, and that they expect him to potentially be taking charge of the team on Wednesday. Just because we're talking about the Wednesday game, I, I wouldn't personally do it. I, I don't. I think it's a little bit unfair on him. And it's probably a little bit unfair on Duncan. I think if Duncan knows he's coming in, I think he'll be embarrassed to be taking the team when Ancelotti's in the stand. And I'm not sure if Ancelotti was going to want a crazy raging Scotsman to be taking the uh, team. Again, no disrespect. No, it's a disclaimer here. No disrespect to Duncan, by the way. He's done a great job. Um, I'm just not sure how... It's a weird little dynamic, yeah. isn't it? I can understand what you're saying. You know, you feel like Ferguson's done well as the interim it's a you don't want to rush it and give it to Ancelotti too quick and throw the pressure on of him yeah but I, I think from the club's perspective it's a live chance to get to a final quite cl- well you know yeah get to yeah a, I, I, the think, next round I think and you want to allow him to have some influence on the game yeah, even yeah. if he plays almost the role of a director sitting in the stands as a director of football going speak you know, to you the players in the dressing room and stuff or like that maybe yeah. go and give some instructions but I'm not sure he'd be so keen and thinking I'm, I'm going to go and pick the team apart from maybe put Moise Keane up front um, yeah so it's it's obviously massively exciting for the club. Uh, we, I'm sure we'll we'll be we'll have to cover the, you know, if, when he gets unveiled as as the new manager. Or if that if that happens, we'll we'll try and cover it in a separate episode. But in terms of Wednesday's game, assuming that Ferguson's going to be the one taking charge, like you said, then said it's it's a massive chance to, to progress in a cup where we've got a genuine chance of winning it. You know, user by all accounts looking like you're bowing out of it. Um, it only re- Leicester it will certainly. You know, whoever wins this game would probably be up there as one of the top two or three favourites mm. to win the competition. It's a really good chance. Um, I say top two or three favourites. Semi's next, so it's got to be close to that, haven't it? Yeah, but that's what I mean. You know, with with, with the prize being a semi final, it's it, it's it, it's almost like if if it's a perfect. It, it almost feels perfect for Ancelotti to yeah, come in. Yeah, win a domestic cup. Win a domestic cup. Yeah, he's done that at Chelsea away. straight away. I think they won the FA Cup. You know, after a couple of months, and then went on won the double with them the following year. My God. <laughs> yeah, steady <laughs> on, steady yeah, on, yeah. there, guys. Yeah. We win the, we win the double, um, double Pisa Cup. Yeah. <laughs> the might, double manager might, uh, in another season actually, when he gets sacked. He might actually win the Sport Pisa Cup next next. Uh, Carlo won't let any any trophies uh, <laughs> go to waste. <laughs> um, yeah, oh God, I'm really distracted. Proper kiddie, his head's really, gone. Oh, it's really ridiculous. Distracted. He badly wants to be in a toffee talk group here, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I, I badly can't wait to see something's happened that hasn't oh, happened. That, and Moise is back, that's it, back in charge Wednesday. Oh, someone's <laughs> just put on the group, which is really, really funny. Someone said, this is Carragher behind this. It's going gonna to come up in a minute. Va, Moise, five-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> the video referee's like stepped in and, and, and killed his heel off. Um, but yeah, as I say, it, it's a massive chance to, to progress in a competition and we were we even asking the question the other day with them playing 
you know, City then use whether Rogers will be thinking, do I need to shuffle the pack here? You know, we've mm. we've dropped points at the weekends. The Champions League places now that they're in that position have got to be a priority for that club and for, and for Rogers in particular. Yep. He'll want to be in that competition next year, and he's got a really good opportunity to to be in that competition. Pickensons is in their position at the moment, so you kind of want to keep picking up points while, or at least getting a point here and there while Lundberg's still in the Arsenal job, while Solskjaer's struggling at United. Mourinho's still, Mourinho's still finding his feet. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I'm, it'd be interesting to see w- what he does. And so, he, do you think, would you be expecting them to rest players and, and maybe rotate a bit or is that more out of hope? No, I'm fully, I'm, I'm, I am fully expecting them to do that. I, I, I don't know. You know Vardy'll still play, won't he? he? He's been playing Ian Acho in the previous, but you'd expect him in this game to play and maybe he takes him off after an hour or something. Um, if if the, you know if it's going well for them, I don't know. I think it's a tough one for them because I think as a coach, as soon as you start your top players, if the game's not going to your liking, you can't take them. You off. can't take them off, can you? Whereas if they don't start on the pitch, then you've got the option of throwing them in if you want to, and and they're still only getting half an hour. Exactly. So I think that'll be the temptation for him. I think he'll have confidence that with the I suppose for want of a better word, turmoil going on Everton, not sure who the manager's going to be. Blah blah blah. I don't think. He'll think that probably doesn't need to necessarily put a stronger side out there. What I would say about Rodgers is, and no, he, he did do a good job at Liverpool. He, is, he has been a great manager since, but he is a bit egotistical. Mm. And I think he'll want to win that Carabao Cup. You know what? Having loved his time at Liverpool and, and, and obviously having an affinity with the Liverpool fans to a certain extent, he's probably going to want to do one over Everton, get, get one over Everton as well. Essentially, yeah. You know, it, I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I, like you say, he, he's definitely got an ego on him and he won't want to go to a competition. And, and certainly if he sees Ancelotti there, I think it might give a little bit of spice to it as well. Yeah, you might think, I'll beat Ancelotti. Show, yeah, show myself to, to, to be one of the better coaches or whatever. But yeah, it's an interesting one and that's definitely through another spanner in the, in, in the works, potentially. Um, I actually do expect us to win on, on Wednesday. Um, whether Leicester play their strongest side... And they've kind of got half an eye on the league, or whether they play a weaker side. I still think that it means more to us at the moment, mm. as a club and as a, as a group of players. If they can show that level of fight that they have in the last couple of weeks, and and the likes of Richarlison can continue to to you know be as good in front of goal as he has been, I expect us to win on Wednesday. Yeah, it's an interesting one because obviously you know on paper the quality is is with Leicester. You know you look around their first eleven, it is strong. It, it looks really good. Some really good top players in, in, in that first 11 but as you say you know they are still quite a, a young sort of team you know and, and, yeah. and relatively newly put together and you know the last couple of games I suppose you have shown that with work rate and endeavour you can you can level that you know that gap a little bit well, so we, we played them really recently and, that, yeah. and that, that's ov- that's obviously a really good indicator it, it was a it was a you know it was a very close game um, again seconds half they, they looked to get on top and I think the confidence starts to show and Tactically, did we make make a few errors? Possibly, um, but like you said before, it was more of the mentality of once we conceded that goal, we always mm. looked like we were going to fold. Um, the team showing in the last couple of weeks that we can concede a goal, like we did against Chelsea, like we did against United, and we can go again. Um, so yeah, and that's why I'm saying I, I think it'd be a you know a little bit short, not short sighted, but I, I think it'd be fair to allow Ferguson to continue that momentum into this game. Then you've got you know. A, maybe three days for Ancelotti to get the players in on Thursday, even though typically they'd have a rest day, give himself a chance to get some messages across without actually physically putting the players through the paces. Mm. And then you've obviously got Friday again for them to have another look at them. You, you might then say, all right, Arsenal at home, 
that's probably a chance then if you just get you know watch the players on Wednesday night, see what you make of them. You know, get get a few days to get your message across and, and make whatever changes you need to, and then go into the and get the, the bounce game. off the home fans. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, it's like so. Ancelotti v Arteta first games. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that, that's <laughs> obviously the story that came out last night, isn't it? That he, um, he met Arsenal, Arsenal like officials didn't he? Yeah, yeah. at his house. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think you were looking for the Arteta money personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in his back garden. Um, well, well, obviously, you know, you play Leicester on Wednesday night, and we've got the semi-final or the, the, the first game of this Club World Cup that we've, you know, chosen to participate in or, or well, we have to participate in as, as, as having won the Champions League. Mon- Monterey. Or Monterey, something. a Mexican yeah. side. Um, now, obviously, Liverpool have gone straight into that competition at the semi-final stage um, as that's what happens with the European um, Champions League winners. Playing Monterey, I'll be honest, besides knowing nothing from Mexico so I couldn't t- tell you one thing yeah about. I was going to say it's, it's probably as, as difficult to preview that game as it is to preview the, the probably game. Yeah, all yeah. I know is like well I, I don't know anything about them obviously we know our side um, expecting to go full strength yeah I, I just think that the way the big deal that's been made over the whole fixture congestion and there's now having to play the, the youngsters in the in the Villa game I think he's got to go full strength yeah, be silly I, think, not to. I think he'll get I think they'll be not murder. It's probably not the right, right way, but I just think they'll be uproar if you don't play a full centre and yeah. don't look like you're taking it as seriously as as, you know, else. as any competition. Yeah. There. yeah, given what's happened, as, as Gaz said there, like sort of you know the hoo ha with all the league cup and basically sacrificing that competition and you know right in the middle of a, a packed December sh- schedule. If you're gonna go there and and enter that competition, you have to take it seriously. You know, we you have to go for. I wanted to. I, yeah. I want us to go absolutely. Win. And I think I, I don't think you know. We don't really ever see any evidence that I, I haven't seen from anything I've heard that Klopp's going to take it lightly at all. You know what I mean? And, and so I fully expect us to go full strength in that game um, without any sort of benefit of even knowing anything about the opposition because I don't. I don't know how they set up. I don't know how we'll set up. Probably just a, just almost a standard 4-3-3. I guess the midfield is the question. Like What what, what midfield will, will we see given that now it looks like we've probably lost Wijnaldum. We've got no Fabinho. You're probably looking at does Kate come back into that side, or is it is it a Henderson Milner? I Oxley think it's Chamberlain? a Hel- I think it's a Henderson Milner and either an Oxley Chamberlain, Shakiri, Kate, one of them three. Probably Oxley Chamberlain, if, if I had to say. Mm. Um, but I, I, I would expect more to, more so to see Henderson and Milner in that midfield because they're they're the two you'd expect in that role without Wijnaldum and Fabinho yeah. because they're, they're the ones who've always played it for us alongside. Before Fabinho came, it was them two with, with uh, Wijnaldum and since Fabinho, it's them two, one of them two or Wijnaldum. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll be honest, if we are going to play a Milner and Henderson in, in that midfield, as one Henderson as the holder, not Milner. I'd, when I've seen Milner, when, when he's covered, when Fabinho went off and, and stuff like that, I just don't think he's quite mobile enough, as fit as he is. You know what I mean. I don't think he's quite yeah, mobile enough wise, at, at the base yeah. of that midfield. I think sometimes he can just look a little bit like clunky and clumsy. So I, I'd hope that it'd be Henderson. You know, goes reverse back into that number six role, and then you've got Milner and, and Oxley Chamberlain playing in front of them. I, I, I don't think Oxley Chamberlain's nailed on. I think there's every chance that we might see Cater. You know, when he has played in, in in recent games, he's looked good. He's looked sharp. I don't think we'll see Shakiri. Because I think the only way you see Shakira get deployed now is on that right hand side. I don't yeah. think Klopp will go back to putting him in the midfield. 
you know, in the same way that he played in that game, didn't he, against Southampton? And, and he, he had a great game. Yeah. Man of the two. match for the first half, got ragged off because he was so ill-disciplined, you know, defensively in, yeah. in, in that role. So I, I think, you know, I think you're right. I think it will be a Henderson-Milner um, and then one of Oxlade-Chamberlain or Cater in that midfield. By the way, Robertson, he wasn't injured, was he? No, he I just think, got rested. I think it was just rested. Yeah, but he, he came on, didn't he? So yeah. he, he didn't look injured or, yeah. or anything. So, you know, I, I think he is fit. I think it was just an opportunity to sort of maybe give him a little blow against Boston. Yeah, because he'd give, he'd give Trent a blow a couple of times, hadn't he? So yeah, yeah. yeah Robertson's um, turn. So I, I don't think there was anything in that. Um, I haven't heard anything anyway. Obviously, Gomez and Van Dijk in, in the middle. Trent, I, I fully expect to start on the right hand, yeah. uh, on the right back berth. Um, and then, you know, the front three is the front three. I, I wouldn't expect any change. What's up with Lovren now? He's got I don't know it's a hamstring. He, he tweaked something, didn't he? It was a it was a it was a muscle didn't he injury. Come off like the game before as well. It was, was it that Red so, Bull as well. So he had I think he had I a knock. The, and no, then I think the game before wasn't he sick? I'm sure it was an illness. Was he? Came off like old the stomach and that. Oh, well, I, I, I don't know. He came off and then there was talk that he was he was he was okay and then obviously you know what I mean he just isn't. He, he, it, it, whatever it's it is. It's a different injury. Whatever whatever the second mm. one is, Klopp said it's a different injury and it's a more it's a more serious one than the one than the one that he sustained the, the game before. So mm. he, he he is out for at least a couple of games, I think. So we my character in. But we are was, now th- relying on. Th- th- there was talk that's more than a couple of games, though, wasn't it? That it could be January. Um, and, and Matip is you know well into late January, early February, and there was talk that we might actually go into the market for a loan centre half because Stephen Corker. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know we are so thin in that position now. You know if we've lost him and, and Matter, yeah, we've got no cover. Yeah, because covered in the past, but he's yeah. out. He's out. So you're looking at James Milner as your utility centre back, probably. Which wow. at the moment we can't use him because we're missing <laughs> Wayne Aldham now as well. He's injured, so it's like it, it, it's one of them things. I think I think we probably will have to go and look for, for centre back cover. And to be honest, in no fairness, violins in this room, Teddy. No, and I'm not looking there. for it. In fairness, though, you know. I did make the point in the summer. I thought we needed to look at another option to Lovren. I, he looked like he was bombed out the team. And although he's done all right when he's came back in, he's he's not reliable. Not you reliable cannot rely on him at this level now with the amount of games that this Liverpool team play. You know, in in because they go into every competition. I I, I just don't think he's the answer. I, I genuinely don't. We need someone who's who's going to be fit and available, particularly when Gomez has had long layoffs and Matip's also vulnerable to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. You can't have all all three of them being basically, you know, a fifty fifty chance at any one time out of the fit. Yeah, Go, going back to the game itself, it'll be interesting to to see whether the this this team obviously we we don't know anything about. It'll be interesting to see if they, they play the same tactic most Premier League sides do and play on Gomez and Trent. Yeah, play they that, know to do that. Yeah, play that ball in to, in behind them and over the top towards them and see or whether they actually try and get past Van Dijk and like fail miserably. Exa- like exaggerated strategy and everyone's just <laughs> smashing it into the corner. <laughs> but they, they're probably looking at Trent and thinking, you know, he was on the Ballon d'Or list and stuff, weren't he? They're probably looking at him thinking he's one of the best fullbacks in the world. He so is. why play? Well, he is, yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like They're not going to watch him week in, week out and, and know that. Yeah. You, know, oh yeah, you imagine they've done the homework and, and they've done like the due diligence, but... Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. will they know that he, he he does get caught upfield sometimes, and 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 that's what everyone else tries to do is play on that side rather than play on Robertson Van Dyke's. Van Dyke might just be making some Monterey players look like absolute cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> but he can get on. <laughs> but 
you know, obviously it's a it, it, it it's a must win game for us. I'm 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 excited now to sort of see. You know, it it, it is a bit of a glamour competition. Now, now that it? we've got through the Premier League games that we've had in December and yeah. we've, we're hundred percent with them, and you know, we, we as we've said earlier, we're, we're not expecting much from the Villa game. It, I can't wait for that one now, just to just to see us on, on the it. world stage again, and and you know, hopefully we get the business done and get to the game on Saturday and get that one. Yeah, world champion badges on the sleeve. Oh, I love that. Love all that. <laughs> right. Just looking for the door, to be honest. <laughs> um, you should have your Ancelotti, though. Yeah. <laughs> I've just seen a boss tweet them from an Evertonian just put on Twitter. I'll have to read it out because it's, it's brilliant, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen this by the time I'm reading it. But um, one second. Oh, God, I can't even find it now. Yeah, Ancelotti would be amazing, but I won't believe it until he stood on the sideline looking like he's had the life sucked out of him with the pre-redundancy beard in full swing. <laughs> in the rain. Yeah, in the rain, yeah. Showing passion. <laughs> like a soggy siggy coming out of his mouth. But what was Ferguson doing in the lashings on rain? Ripping he's, his suit jacket off and then standing boss, in a shirt. He was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. It was it was bananas. He didn't, like, have, a, he didn't have a rain jacket, did he? No, he, like, he went in and looked like he was going to get one. He was like, you know what? It's like he'd come to a wedding party. You know, yeah, like he, in the jacket. Like, Put your jacket on the chair. I'm going to dance here. <laughs> Clapot. <laughs> well, yeah, brilliant. Um, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, after our game Wednesday and, and and your your game against Leicester Wednesday, we move into the weekend fixtures. Now, obviously, we've got no league games and we won't know whether we're in the final or what. Or the third place playoff. Or the third place playoff. So it, it, we, we can't really talk intelligently about about the weekend games for us, I suppose. The only one that we can really cover is... Yeah, I'd, I'd like to keep that really brief as well because literally we don't know who's going to be in charge of the game. We don't know what's going to come out of Wednesday's game in terms of injuries, players. I just know, again, it, it's it's a really good opportunity to go and get at this weak Arsenal side. Or say weak Arsenal side, they're very weak defensively. Um it's a game that on paper probably looks like it's got goals in it um, because we're, we're, our defence has not notoriously been that good this year and even even in the couple of games the Ferguson's been in charge and we, we've conceded a couple and we could have conceded a few against Chelsea. That's the only part that they've really got strength as well, isn't it? Yeah, Hopefully. exactly. And, and the, you know, when you've got players like Aubameyang, Lacazette, Martinelli, stuff, yeah. Pepe hasn't, you know, he scored yeah, that one goal like, at, yeah, at yeah, West Ham and he's, he's always a threat, isn't he? Ozil, you never know. I mean, I'd be surprised if we see Ozil again. He doesn't play under, away under Lundberg. Did you see him come off the other day? Yeah, swing, yeah. like kicking something away or whatever. But um, no, it's again. I, th- I think early kick off, good chance for us to you know hopefully get three three points on the board, start climbing that league, at least getting away from the the bottom three, which we're still associated with at the moment. Yeah, it's still only three points, isn't it? Yeah, it's it is. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, you can't underestimate that. It, the, the other the other teams have been picking up points and. Um, yeah, it's, you've got you've got to just get away from there as quick as you can. If you beat Arsenal, and again, if we're going on off the back of a, a win in the cup, it's starting to look like a good run as opposed to you know a, a terrible season. It's it's been a poor start. You know, maybe it's starting to get back on our feet, and it's that Christmas run, isn't it? Everyone says if you can get a good run of results over Christmas, it, it completely transforms your season. And before you know, before we went into this run, obviously playing, you started it off and started off in exactly the manner we expected it. Um, since then, you know, it, it's starting to look a little bit better. If we can come out of this run with, you know, seven to ten points, it's unbelievable to be honest for us. Um, and much better than anyone could have imagined. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go with 3-2 against Arsenal. I think there's definitely goals in it for them. I think there's definitely goals in it for us. And I think it might just come down to who wants it most. And 
I firmly believe with hopefully a little bit of optimism, whether Ancelotti's in, in play or whether it's still Ferguson, I still think that we'll we'll um we'll get over the line. Yeah, I think they look really flaky. <laughs> Very flaky, don't they? I think they're in need now for Lundberg to be replaced. Yeah, Lundberg said that. He said he they need a decision and you know he said they need a decision and I don't think that decision is going to be to give him the job on, on the basis of what we've seen. Yeah, mm. I think he probably knows that though, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, as, much he doesn't. As, he, as much as he'd like it because, you know, he's, he's an ex-Arsenal player, he loves the club and things like There's that. There's only so long that that caretaker role can go on for and I, yeah. know I said it last week and it wasn't out of disrespect for Ferguson, it was just saying, look, you can roll on a couple of games, two or three games with a bit of momentum but as soon as you hit that roadblock or, you know, you'd have a bad result, the players start looking at going, oh, he's not even the manager him. So yeah. why are we and even then the fans start looking at think where's the leadership at the top of the yeah, club and getting someone in. That's it. So uh, you don't want all those things to be creeping in. Um yeah. well hopefully it does for them. But it looks like that I mean, even if they got they brought our test in, I think it'd be weird for him to get his first game at Goodison. I think he'd feel a lot of pressure there. But I think uh, in a weird way, it's almost like an ideal game to come in, isn't it? Against like one of your old clubs. I know it'll feel a lot of pressure and he'll he'll have like a you know a sentimentality about it with the fan base and stuff like that. It's like, I don't think it'll matter. I think it'll be almost be a, you know, you're throwing the gauntlet down straight away to the manager and he can't you afford at, to take it lightly. It's his first look, game. You look at the type of manager they've got or coach or whatever you call him in Arteta, you can't imagine Arteta getting into everyone and start, you know what I mean? It's going to be, oh, we play off from the back and we do this and he's going to try and create a team almost in Pep's image, isn't he? And try and replicate what... City have tried to do, and I don't think that's the short-term fix here. I think you almost do need someone to strengthen the, you know, the back four up and start with the basics. That doesn't seem like Arteta to me. No, it seems and that like was Ancelotti my, to me, though. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that will happen. No, honestly, that was the thing that turned me off Arteta. The thought of it of going, he's going to try and come and play this type, this brand of football. That, you know, by all we haven't got good enough players to do that at the moment. Mm. Um, and I'm, and that's why with a hopefully an experienced manager you do get that degree of pragmatism and, and you know he seems renowned for being a good man manager which is above all else what we're, what we're lacking at the moment Yeah. well you're going for a high score and 3-2 for Everton yeah. Mills has gone one for nil. an opposite 1-0 to Everton one nil, yeah. <laughs> bro Craig Craig I, he hasn't Good got back to me yet but I'm assuming it's 3-1 three 3-1 one three one standard yeah it'll be 3-1 yeah. definitely absolutely well, I mean, that's pretty much about everything in terms of covering the games and things that we've got coming up. But yourself and, well, Judgy and Gaz, you went to obviously visit Everton the community today, didn't you? Do you well, want to tell we, we went to that? Everton's um, head office, really, Everton's headquarters, if you will, in the Liver Buildings. Top setup, to be fair. Um, really, really nice, swanky office, if you will. Big, massive screen where you could play on the PlayStation. Me and Gaz were trying to get involved. Um, but we we were there, obviously, to, to, to have a chat to Keith Mullen and, and Paul Mason as well as um, uh, Karina from, from Everton in the community. So th- we, were, we were speaking about a single that, that Keith and Paul and, and, and the team, if you like, have, have released um, Everton Forever. Yeah, it's from the soundtrack to, to Howard's Way. To Howard's it? Way, yeah. So it, it's, it's, um, it was part of, of, yeah, as you say, it was the soundtrack for the film and, and it was wrote, I suppose, to wrap around the, the movie, the, the, the film or the documentary, if, if, you know, if you will, itself. You know, they they spoke at length about the process of making that documentary and how it obviously brought back a lot of great memories for them, not only about football but about the eighties in general and the, the the fan culture at that time and the difficult times that obviously uh, Liverpool as a city were going through and it was a ha- it was a quite an emotional uh, interview at times uh, or uh, emotional chat. We were going to throw it into this episode, but it was half an hour in the end that it probably would be a little bit doing unfair, a disservice, yeah. doing a disservice. So we are going to put it out at the same time as an extra. 
Um, but yeah, very good chat, and it, it is really surrounding the great work that Everton the community have done, and how Howard's way has, has complemented that, and ultimately this single and album because all the sales from the single Forever Everton and and the, the subsequent album, which is now available on iTunes, um, you know the proceeds go to Everton the community and the the, the fantastic projects that they're involved in. And Karina speaks a lot about that in 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 the in the chat that we had. Yeah, and she talks about the future plans they've got with what what they want to do with the money that gets raised. Yeah, they they they're looking to raise a million pounds. We'll open a, a hub if a hub for for to raise you know awareness of mental health. But she didn't. She was quick to kind of not call it not it, coin uh, that phrase. Yeah. yeah, and and talk about well being, health and well being, because the phrase itself is you know stigmatized as you know it's all about depression. It's not. It's just about feeling good about yourself and 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 you know it's a feeling like it's all right to, to talk about things and and somewhere where people can go and and just maybe blow off a little bit of steam or to just speak about what's going on. But it, it's obviously a, a massively underfunded area in in modern society and particularly very topical with you know what might or might not be going on with the governments and what they might be, you know might be funding it's great to see charities taking the bull by the horns and trying to make things happen for for the local community and and that, that was really what the chat was about obviously there's a lot of Everton in there but that you know that the guys and, and Karina were quick to say it's about the city and, and you know it's it's great to see how many local people get behind Everton the community not just blues it's reds as well and who obviously you know we all form a big part of a, a one big community yeah so and everyone benefits from the work they that's do it, as well it's, it's not, not it's just not Everton fans exactly. that benefit it's everyone yeah they're, they're really they're really proactive with that Everton the community and trying to make sure it's not a club thing it's obviously got the club's banner on it and it's funded you know part by the club as well. But they they are you know they're open they open the doors to everyone. They're doing some unbelievable stuff like on a Christmas Day they're welcoming all the homeless in. You know I think they've got three hundred homeless people coming to have Christmas dinner. You know it's it's incredible that some of the work that, that they're doing there. And again it was good to chat to them in a, in a in a brilliant environment. And and you know Keith and Paul spot speaking so passionately about the you know the music the, the, this album they've made and. As I say, look, if you if you can and if you can spare a, a quid or whatever, go on and buy the single on, on iTunes. And again, if the blues, go and buy the album because it's 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 like a choir um, of you know Evertonian singing Everton songs. They've been wrote by Keith Mullen and, and and Paul Mason and a few of the other a few of the other guys there. So no, it's a it's a great project. It was really really good to get in there. And again, thanks to Everton for inviting us in. Yeah, and they're really keen on trying to get the single number one for Christmas on iTunes, aren't they? So yeah. Um, it's not far off as well. It, no, it, I think it, they said they, they were second last week or third, yeah. and now and now they've slipped one place. So mm. you know, if anyone if everyone can spare the the pounds or, or whatever it is to to purchase it, it's so easy now. You, know, you used to have to go down to Woolworths or Asda or whatever and buy the CD. You can now do it in seconds, can't yeah, you? On your do, phone yeah. and iTunes. Do it while, when you go to the toilet. Just, sit, just, it, just sit there and get and download it, and you know that they, they will be. Yeah, well. make sure <laughs> wash your screen. But um, yeah, they, they'll be really really uh, made up if you do, and and they can get them get themselves number one. And they did, they did finish the interview by saying they'd be made up if they could get Everton number one of the music charts and Liverpool number one of the football charts. Yeah, brilliant. It, 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 you know, it is a brilliant cause. So, you know, do check it out, guys. Go and buy the single. Um, and, 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 you know, even just go on onto their site and donate. You know, it, it, I'm sure that there's the, the capability and the facility there to just go on and, and, and offer donations. But they also get involved in all other stuff as well, you know, food banks and things like that. So there's always there's always a way that, you know, anyone can get involved if, if you want to. So just check out their website, Everton in the community, and, and obviously go and buy the single and, and, and try and promote it just, and get it up Just there. one more thing to add as well for any Evertonians who are going the game on Wednesday. The, the choir are going to be in the fan zone before the game. Um, they're, they're singing a few of the songs from the album. And you've got uh, Aunt Russell as well. I think is 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 involved with, it and he's 
he, he's singing, what was the song there? Let It Be. Let It Be, yeah. And it's obviously, you know, he's got a cracking voice, hasn't he? So that, that'll be worth going to. I always nip in the fan zone before the game. So Yeah, I think they, I think they said they're doing four songs, didn't they? And they're going to be yeah. there from half five. Yeah. Quarter past six, you know. Oh, was it four songs from We'll get there six. for half five anyway and <laughs> yeah, get, get your own songs drinks. going first. Judgey's <laughs> 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 always there. If you, if you seek him out, he'll buy you a pint. <laughs> Unlucky judge. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound of judge you get off. <laughs> <laughs> right, but uh, I mean, I think that's pretty much everything. Obviously, as as judge you mentioned there, that 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 standalone episode will be going out at the same time as this one tonight. So you know, blues and anyone else who's interested in hearing a little bit more about everything in the community, do check that out. Um, the lads will all be back on Monday. Um, in terms of instant match reactions, uh, you'll get it from judge and and the lads who are going to the Everton game yeah, at the weekend. Um, and until next Monday, this is across the park podcast signing off. Peace, guys.